Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back, BetMGM Tonight. PJ Glasser, Trista Crick here with you. Nick Ashu, Ryan Horvat with the night off. Bill Bender going to join us in moments to talk about college football. Been a busy day with the Jim Harbaugh news. What's been happening? And, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Just a couple of things. A couple of things. A little bit. How are the uh, NBA bets looking so far? Well, uh, not great. Well, we got the Wizards just blowing out the Hornets, which yeah. not great for the uh, the parlay so far. We've got Tyus Jones as the leading scorer, which I did not have on my bingo card. Kyle Kuzma, three points, though, so we'll see. These we'll Wizards see. jerseys are gross. They are, wh- why would you play uh, in teal when you are the Wizards? That's not a part of your color scheme at right. all. And then you're playing against the Hornets. Very confusing. I thought Tyus Jones was still on the Grizzlies for a split second, right? Like, that's what the jerseys remind yes. me of. I thought he was a member of the Grizzlies still. So we got that going on. Arizona and Duke tied up at 12. That's a uh, big-time basketball yeah, game right is. now on ESPN2. Let's go to the phone lines, though. Bill Bender standing by. The Sporting News. Talking college football with Bill here on BetMGM tonight. Bill, appreciate you joining us. Been a busy day, man. What have your thoughts been on uh, the Jim Harbaugh news from the NCAA? Um, sloppy from the <laughs> from both sides. I mean, it's just it's going to get worse now. Instead of coming, like, waiting a little bit, maybe coming to a resolution, now what, what do we have? The Big Ten coming out with a three-game not letting him on the sideline while but also conceding that they haven't found a direct link. Do you That's think – Yeah, do right, you, go ahead. Do you think that uh, – do you agree with what Desmond Howard said today, that he feels like Michigan is being treated unfairly? Yes and no. I mean, just from the standpoint of – I think the the commissioner gave in to some public pressure to expedite an investigation, but why, you know, like I get that part of it. And with this, you know, there's a misconception that, you know, maybe this is how it is in the sec. I don't know about that, but it's pretty clear that Michigan did something wrong and they should be punished when that's proven, but they haven't linked anything to Jim Harbaugh. You can punish them for what Connor Stallions did. I've got, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've thought through this whole silly thing. The most egregious thing to me was seeing a, a person that looks like Connor Stallions on a Central Michigan sideline. They should get popped for that. Everything else, I'm just not that outraged about. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you, Bill. Something Tristan and I have been talking about, and obviously, you know, being a betting show, is that the line has kind of stayed at Michigan favored by four and a half ever since this this news. And I think people are trying to decipher like just how much meaning having a coach on the sideline means, especially in a game like this. Like, do you think it is worth a full point? Is it worth two points? Is it worth nothing? Like, what do you think not having a hardball out there kind of means for Michigan heading into a game like this? Well, my editor seems to think it's very negligible, but I'm like, that's the guy that has to make the tough call on fourth down to punt or the, you know, in a game that's probably going to be a one score game in theory with these defenses on the road at Penn state, not an easy place to play the way the, the other part that the big 10 fumbled here that I think is absurd is doing this on Friday afternoon. They could have done this yesterday if they knew that was what they were going to do. I, I think it's a little, I guess, shady. I'll say it. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I still the fact that the line hasn't moved that tells me, and you guys could tell me different that there's still some 
some better faith in Michigan here that they can go in there and win by one score. How do you see this game playing out in your mind, though? Me and PJ kind of like Penn State in the first half, and maybe it's one of those scenarios where Michigan pulls away late. Uh, you think this is a, a low-scoring game, a high-scoring game? Like, in your mind, how do you see this going? 24-21, 24-17, somewhere around there, similar to what we watched with Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, and for Penn State, they need to make some big plays early to get that crowd into it. Because Michigan, what they've been able to do is knock people out in the first quarter. They knocked our Penn State out in the second half last year. I mean, it was brutal. And uh, you know, if Michigan can get the running game going, they've averaged less than four yards per carry the last three weeks, which is a little bit different. But this feels like a J.J. McCarthy game to me. If he can go out and make those plays necessary in the second half to get them a win and you know how much he loves Jim Harbaugh, so you know he's going to be motivated. You've seen a lot of Michigan players tweet in the last couple hours so i think they're pretty fired up yeah definitely are bill let's get into some, to some other of the, uh these games because it's a great slate tomorrow what about bama and kentucky bama's favored by 10 and a half total is 47 coming off of that big emotional win against lsu you think this could be a sleepy spot for the tie can kentucky keep it close tomorrow yeah hey you guys give me i did this on a show earlier today i was like there's other things going on besides michigan so uh, you have to like catch your breath for a second yeah i mean with alabama interesting to me i i think they found who they are with jalen Milrow last week and i don't see a hangover here i see them continuing to get better the, the pressure is really on kentucky and devin leary and can he be accurate enough does he have you know, the, avoids the turnovers against a really good Alabama defense to help Kentucky hang around. I like Alabama large. I, I don't – I just think they continue to roll and grind out these kind of 14-point victories. It might be a little hairy at times, but I'll take the Crimson Tide. Yeah, I hear you. I think people are sleeping on Alabama. I think the the early season, first half close games, I think have made a lot of people feel like they're not a, a real squad. Similarly, I think people are kind of sleeping on on Georgia, Bill. Uh, they play Ole Miss. Uh, you have uh, you have Kirby Smart on Pat McAfee show today, being like, "We're not thinking about whether we're being talked about in the media. We're not thinking about three in a row. All we're thinking about is Ole Miss. Ten and a half at the crib feels like a good spot for for Georgia to lay the wood because me and PJ talked about this last night when everybody thinks Georgia is is going to keep it close or, or, or it's going to be a tight game. They blow teams out, and when they think Georgia's going to roll, it's the opposite. Well, last week, too, tied at halftime, and people are just so ready for them to lose, right? Like, mm-hmm. you get excited when South Carolina's up on them or Auburn takes the lead or last week Missouri played with them for a half, but they, they found a way to make those second-half adjustments. There's some reports that Brock Bowers is getting closer to return. That's good wow. news for Carson Beck. Uh Found a guy in Ladd McConkey too. I, I just like him at home, like you, uh, Trista. I think they continue to roll. Um, is there anybody better at convincing his team that they are the underdog than Kirby Smart? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 incredible. I mean, I've seen him do it for years. I don't know how he does it. It's either him or Nick Saban, right? He's a former boss. I mean, both those guys are pretty good. Bill, what about Miami-Florida State? I thought this game had the potential like three weeks ago, a month ago, to be one of the better games all season. Miami's obviously just kind of gone downhill ever since that debacle against Georgia Tech. I think if the Canes play their A game, they are good enough to go to Tallahassee and win this game tomorrow. Two touchdown underdogs. Do you think Miami can keep it closer than people think? 
I think, you know, that's a start that I know what channels the game's on. And, how, you know, this was a game, I always tell people, it's one that when I was growing up, this was call your buddy, sit around, it's like watching an NFL game. Mm-hmm. And it's fallen off from that. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, Florida State, Miami, that's cute. Um, big game for the Seminoles, though. And I think Miami's going to hang around, but they're so darn inconsistent. It's been like that all season. Like last week, I thought they would have won. Um Need good play out of Van Dyke. Need the defense to come out with a few turnovers. I think that rivalry part of it will carry them through the first half, and maybe reality will set into the second half. And watch those injury updates with those Florida State receivers. Michael Penix Jr. at the crib against Utah. We we are seeing, Bill, that Utah is not the same version of Utah that we've always expected them to be. Tough, run the ball, defensive-minded team. You know, almost like a – not a Pac-12 team, right? Um, what do you see happening in this one? Like Utah to cover. I think they were angry last week, and they're a little more unpredictable on the road. Contrast and styles match up. They haven't played in a while. I think they're going to take a rip a page out of Arizona State's playbook and try to pressure Michael Penix and live with the results as much as they can. Didn't go well for them against Oregon, but I think Oregon's a more of a run-based team. So, like Utah to hang around. I still think Washington wins. And if you're one of those 10 other one loss or less teams hanging around, they'll be sitting around their TV rooting against Washington because it's one more step in trying to knock the Pac 12 out of the playoff. But I, I like the Huskies to get through in a close one. Do you think the Heisman comes down to, uh, you know, Michael Penix or Bo Nix? Or do you think there's somebody who could come in and, and snatch it away? Honestly, I'm surprised Marvin Harrison isn't a little bit higher. Because, and I know he's a receiver, but, I mean, there's not a better player than him at his position. He's incredible. But Penix and Knicks are at the front for sure, and they're probably going to have a rematch, which will be good. Uh, J.J. McCarthy's in the mix. I mean, if J.J. McCarthy goes out tomorrow with everything that's going on with Michigan and throws for, for like, 300 yards and three touchdowns and they blow out Penn State, he'll shoot right up. And then one sleeper, and this is me just saying that running backs are still allowed, uh, Ollie Gordon's been fantastic for Oklahoma State, averaging over 200 yards the last five weeks. They're on a winning streak. They might make the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, Oklahoma State's got a tough game tomorrow at UCF. What about this Tennessee-Missouri game, mm-hmm. Bill? Top 15 matchup. Tennessee's taking some money today. This game was a pick earlier in the week. Now Tennessee's favored by three. I think it's a tough spot for Mizzou off of the Georgia game. Tennessee played UConn last week, so they're definitely more rested. Total's 58. You like Tennessee or you like Mizzou and Columbia tomorrow? Tennessee, you know, they've scored 60-plus in this game the last two years, so you got to continue to look at that and see what, what they can do there. Um, like you said, for Missouri, it's a little bit of an emotional spot. I, both of these teams are good, though. Both, both of them can throw. Connor, I keep calling him Connor Cook. Uh, Brady Cook. Connor Cook played for Michigan State like a decade ago. Brady <laughs> Cook uh, – you know, Luther Burdens might be banged up. They've got a good running game. I think they'll get up and down a little bit. But I like the way Joe Milton has played. 75% of his passes the last three weeks, not turning the ball over. Give me the balls in that one. And that money suggests to me that yeah, most people feel the same way too. I want to ask you a question about this Rutgers-Iowa game. Uh, the, total, <laughs> the total's 28. <laughs> And that's just absurd. But truthfully, that's what Iowa does. They're two seven and zero in terms of the under. 
But, man, last three weeks have flown under. It was uh, 10-7, 10-12, 15-6. Is there any scenario you would take the over in this game? Um, no. I, I think it's going to be like 14-10, to 10, right? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. Did you guys watch that Sickos Committee silent film of Iowa and Northwestern? It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Defense wins. I Rutgers coming off that loss against Ohio State. I, I think – like Iowa in a field goal game and, and an ugly field goal fist fight game. And there's something to be said about these. Like we can make fun of them all they want, but you know, some masterpieces can be really ugly and they've found a way to do it. Should Texas be worried this week with TCU bill? Obviously they were big favorites uh, last year at home when TCU was undefeated. The Horn Frogs went in there, got the upset. Yours is back this week, but maybe Texas rushed them. A little bit. Obviously, TCU hasn't been great this year, but could that be a tricky game tomorrow in Fort Worth? Yes, a little bit. TCU, nothing to lose. Still trying to become bowl eligible. Problem with them is they turn the ball over too much. Minus seven turnover ratio. Quinn Ewers can settle in a little bit. Texas has been able to trust that running game with Jonathan Brooks. TCU's had the upper hand in that series a little bit, so it does make you a little hesitant, and and it's a double-digit spread. But I think you're sensing a theme, whether it's Georgia or Alabama, these double-digit spreads that are a little bit tricky, still going to rule with the Longhorns. And, and they found ways to win one-score games, too. So if you just want to stick with the money line, that's fine. But I like Texas, and I like them to continue to win and stir up that playoff debate because they're one spot ahead of Alabama. As an Oregon alum, I'm always worried when we are uh... – just like a trendy long shot to win the national championship. PJ took it at 30 to one. My co-host Ryan took it at 10 to one. I hate it just because uh, I'm an emotional creature. Do you like Oregon's chances of winning out? They have USC, ASU, OSU in the civil war, but man, I am worried even about that USC team that Caleb Williams feels like he's kind of desperate. Which game are you worried about most the next three weeks? Probably Oregon State, just because of the the time of the year, the history between the two teams, and Oregon State has played spoiler for us multiple times when we've been in contention, even in the BCS era. I would agree, and I, but also I think USC is going to play a little bit inspired tomorrow because mm-hmm. of the Alex Grinch firing. That would worry me just a little bit because you know that defense is going to be challenged. Now, can they do anything about it? We'll see. Uh, Caleb Williams, I thought he played fantastic last week despite the loss. I mean, it was literally whoever gets the first stop wins. And just the efficiency of Oregon around Bo Nix, it's not just him. He's not turning the ball over. They run the ball well. They've got like four different guys that can run it. And their defense is physical. And I've said this for a couple weeks now that outside of Georgia and Michigan, I think they're the best combo of offense and defense with complementary football in the country. And I think they're going to win their next four games. It might be a little touchy tomorrow for a little bit but i still like i'm pretty confident they are he is bill bender the sporting news talking college football with us here on bet mgm tonight nice bill stuff. great stuff enjoy the games tomorrow hey anytime guys have a great weekend oh trist a great slate of games tomorrow we will give our so thoughts excited. on those games later on in the show we're talking some nfl though on the other side of the break looking back at last night's bears panthers games our takeaways for both teams moving forward P.J. Glasser, Trista Crick, here on a Friday. 
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.